0: Welcome to the Albertapreneur podcast, where we celebrate self-employment in Alberta. I'm your host, Jason Bacon. I'm an author, founder, and longtime lover of entrepreneurship. Through my career, I've been able to advise hundreds of self-employed individuals across the province, and I've always been inspired by their stories. That's where the podcast comes in. We're going to be digging into the stories of those people, and in particular, the graduates of the self-employment training program. For those who don't know, this is a program in partnership with the province of Alberta as well as the government of Canada, and it provides training and support to entrepreneurs who are unemployed or underemployed. And if you qualify for funding, it won't cost you anything but time. You may even receive funding while you take it. In particular, this podcast is focused on the graduates of the Executive Plus training program in Lethbridge. They've been graduating entrepreneurs for more than 20 years and continue to do so. Something that I always say, and is the lesson of my book, Entrepreneur-ish, is that entrepreneur is a verb, not a noun. It's not a title, but a set of actions. And it's in that spirit that we're talking about the stories and actions of the people around you who have taken that leap of faith and tried to make it on their own. Let's get to it.
1: All right, if you hear a buzzing in the background, uh, it is because we've officially started a podcast that I'm very excited about. Uh, This was actually a podcast uh, episode that I had in mind since Alberta Printer even started. Uh, And I think this conversation is going to be a good one. Uh, We have Sarah Christensen with us today, uh, Visual Arts, and we're going to talk a little bit about her business and her journey. And and we're going to get to that in a second. Um, she's one that I came in contact through and, and everyone kept telling me I had to have a conversation with her as I was talking to graduates of the program. And when I found out that she did tattoos, I thought this is a perfect opportunity for me to get the tattoo, a uh, second tattoo that I've, I've wanted for a little bit now and have a really cool conversation about entrepreneurship. Uh, so as we're working through what the title of today is going to be, we, uh, we, did, we came down to, and I think it's one of my favorite titles so far a flock of fools. Uh, and, and Sarah, welcome to the Albert Entrepreneur Podcast. Ah,
2: thanks for having me, Jason.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So I wanna I wanna dive right into it. Um, as we know you're a graduate of the self-employment program, right? Yeah, yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about your story? Let's start with where were you beforehand? Like have you have you always been an entrepreneur? Well, where were you before you took a leap into the program itself?
2: Oh yes, I was born an entrepreneur. It runs in my family. Uh, my grandparents were entrepreneurs. They had their own um, dairy business that they worked in the service barns in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. So I grew up like watching my dad go on errands and helping my grandparents with one of my favorite things to do, which is inventory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and
2: uh, and um, before I started at uh, Executive, I was uh, working retail and uh, I was a little bit of a Robin Hood. So if there was coupons, everybody got them. Mm-hmm. And of course, the other management didn't really quite like that. So <laughs> when they let me go, um, I decided, you know what? Maybe it's time I do what I really, really want to do yeah. and learn how to tattoo. Yeah. So, so you've been an artist
1: for some time before that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember being right before kindergarten started. And I was sneaking into the art supplies my mom bought crayons and I take them out of the box and give each one a test and then put them back like nothing had happened. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah.
1: Art supplies in life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that.
2: Yeah.
1: And so how did you go for I guess how did you find out about the self-employment program?
2: Oh, I had a friend who was an entrepreneur um, tell me about it a long, long time ago. And uh, a couple of people that I knew. I've uh, taken it as well, and so I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. And it was actually my third time that I had applied. Oh, no way. Yeah. and each time, Lee at the time was like, no, nope, go back to the drawing yeah. <laughs> right. board. And right. so I went, right? Yeah. And I'm so glad because she knew exactly what she was talking about, and yeah. um, I was lucky to have been guided because I wouldn't really wanted to waste my shot on something that wasn't really where my heart was.
1: Oh, interesting, yeah. interesting. So, I mean, not even to an extent ties into what we were talking about. You were kind of, those first couple of times, maybe being a little bit foolish in terms of yeah. wanting to take that that leap, but maybe not quite ready yet.
2: Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love
1: it. And so you uh, got hooked up with a company that uh, helped you to apprentice with tattoos.
2: I did, yeah. My friend, Curtis Mueller, who also had gone through the program as yeah. well um, to start his business JD body arts. And uh, I was there working front desk reception, and I knew I really wanted to be a tattoo artist. I wanted to be a tattoo artist ever since I was a kid, and i uh, admiring all my mom's tattoos yeah. and their
1: friend's tattoos. Sure. And anywhere I could see them, I wanted more. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So he tells me about the programming of this other friend. And yeah. you ended up taking it luckily and being able to, to kind of kickstart your own yeah. business. What was that like?
2: Um, it was so crazy. I, um, <laughs> because I went in there. I wasn't yet a tattooist. I hadn't even gotten the grants from my mentor to start, right? Like, it was just <laughs> very much like a whim And But I knew that this was what it, and I think they could see it, too. And that's why they took that risk with yeah. me. And here I am, yeah. right? It's like... Mm-hmm over five years later, and I have my own studio. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> so well,
1: funny. and we said that, and it's funny, because today, the day that we're recording, is the yeah. five-year anniversary of your first tattoo. That's right.
2: Yeah, I love it. Two, five years ago today. I yeah. back
1: that. <laughs> that's a special kind, I think, to give themselves a tattoo. Yes.
2: And it's required, though, as part of the training. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that.
1: I love that. And it's so good. you take that leap, you take the training. Let's talk about that training a little bit. What was your biggest takeaway? took that
2: self-employment training oh the funding (laughs) at the immediate thing it was really really everything i needed because as you know like when you start an apprenticeship to become a tattoo artist it costs you Mm -hmm. and as a single mom with a brand new baby and two teenagers i really 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 needed that support and if it wasn't for that i don't think i would have been able to get to where i am today
1: yeah, and I, th- I I love that you mentioned that because I think that the funding is one of the areas that, honestly, we haven't really even talked a lot about yet on the podcast. You know, yeah, there's the training, absolutely. Yeah. But I know, like, speaking from... my experience and i i still relate to that idea of but i have a family you know (laughs) i I have kids that i need to feed i have i have all of these other responsibilities all these other things that i need to do right yeah and having that runway for those that don't know just as that quick little asterisk if you qualify for funding of of the self-employment program you can continue to get paid ei Through the program, even if your business makes money, and that continues into the support period as well. So that idea of hey, I can have that runway while I test while I I test my business, oh, while it interacts with the market, right? Yeah, that's the thing. It can be, it can help to mitigate that risk a little bit, right?
2: It was, and yeah, without it, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I still probably would have done it, but I would have been a lot more uh, at risk. Yeah, you know, and um, totally, and I think. It's really important to have that type of support, right? And you're branching out into already an area where people aren't really going to look at it and go, well, oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a, that's
1: a cool smart idea. <laughs> right. Right. And that's, that's what <laughs> ties into what, what we were saying with the title, right? Is you get those people to look at you and they're like, are you a fool? Go, in, <laughs> yeah. go and get a job. Go and do this other
2: right. thing. Why do you always
1: gotta have those lofty ideas? Get out those thinking ideas, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, that really speaks to me. And, and I know that we had talked about even past the funding, Mm-hmm. Well, well, there was another kind of component of that training that you, oh, yeah. that you kind of utilized and, and, and helped you out. Uh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Having the support and the cheerleading of the people who work there has been amazing. Darlene, oh, Darlene. <laughs> she has yeah. made everything sure. in the world yeah. Yeah. just that much better. Yeah. And having Jillian there and knowing that if I came across anything, I could call them up. Mm-hmm. But you know, I hadn't really needed to yet, so yeah. but then when I started branching out into my own space out from the contract position I had with Jaded, yeah, I really needed to be able to lean back to where it came totally. from, right? And it was really nice to know that everyone was there and still cheering me on and yeah. able to answer my
1: questions. So let's go even back to that moment in your story, right? Because so you've taken the training, you are an apprentice, you are, are getting busier. You have that kind of consistent income. That's hey, yeah. these boxes are getting checked, these <laughs> things are getting filled, these needs are getting filled, and that's a good feeling, right? That great, yeah. yeah. So then, why, why would you do a <laughs> foolish thing? Why, why would you join this flock of fools of entrepreneurs and go out and do your own
2: thing? I just write belong.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, I just knew that I had outgrown this amazing space where I got my start and that it was time for me to grow because yeah. I was starting to feel like it wasn't the right place for me and maybe I was taking away from the, the community that was there too because I was really headstrong with my own ideas and yeah the responsible thing to do was to go make my own space where I fit in.
1: That's interesting and that idea of if you, and I, I, again, like I, I find that I relate to a lot of these conversations that I have, but that idea of I don't quite fit in here, or I think that I can do it different in a way that's truer to me. Right? Yeah. I love that.
2: Authenticity. Gotta be yourself. Yeah. 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 yeah that's what sells.
1: <laughs> so how do you do that though? How do you do that when you're facing down the barrel of, you do have family, you do have oh, kids, yeah. you do have, you know, all of these other aspects to your life. How do you reconcile that? And how do you stay true to yourself?
2: Well, if I didn't, I would have self-destructed, right? If right. there's that, there's that outlet that needs to be found and honored. And as an entrepreneur, I just needed to be able to find my own way because my kids would suffer if I wasn't making the right choices for me, right? And I want them look up to look after me and see that you know. Even in the face of adversity,
1: it's okay to go for your dreams, right? Yeah. I, I I love that, and I would say even, it's especially in the face of adversity that you yeah. need to pursue those dreams, right? Yeah, definitely. So I mean, yeah, it's not like it's been easy since I opened that either, right?
2: Because we did so in a pandemic, and oh, was your industry
1: impacted at all by that?
2: Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Shut down. Yeah. We didn't
1: even really talk about that. You took the training <laughs> in the before in 2016. Yeah. And so the pandemic hits, and it was in the middle of the pandemic that you decided to branch out, right? Yes. Yeah. That was when I was like,
2: Oh, everyone's changing, including myself. And
1: I thought to honor
2: that. It was scary and I didn't know what I was gonna do.
1: So what did that look like? You have those people around you that are like, What are you doing? There is at least some consistency in what you're doing, you're foolish, you're going out on your own, but you do it anyway. So yeah. what, what did that look like? Um
2: it looked like What did it look like? (laughs) I left, and I jumped, and I found myself serendipitously in a new space that was actually something I had rented like 17 years prior. So, yeah.
1: And how did you find that space?
2: Oh, I found it by going and having my hair done by my friend, Joanne, over at Catwalk, another awesome business in town. And... She was listening to my story and I was like, look, I I don't know what I'm doing. I know I don't fit in anymore. I'm out on the place I came from. And I need to find something, but how do I find it? She like, Sarah, you need to call Jackie. Like, who's Jackie? <laughs> She's like, Jackie, she bought Rick's building.
0: And I'm like, wait, my
2: building, Rick's building. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like coming home. Yeah. And that made me feel like I was on the right path. You know, it made me think that this wasn't a the biggest mistake of my life you know maybe it wouldn't work out but I needed to try I needed to like lean into that and it just seemed like a really good calculated
1: risk yeah Yeah. and it ended up being so you say it's a calculated risk Mm and I love that differentiation so how was it calculated
2: well it was a space I knew I was familiar with it was low overhead. It was a supportive landlord. Oh, my gosh. find a good landlord. That's, like, the best thing ever. Yeah, I
1: love that idea of the supportive landlord. You, you found the fools that spoke your language. Yes, I right?
2: did. I totally did. Yeah, I, I didn't that. even know her. And we, like, spent the first meeting on the phone for four hours
1: just chatting, just
2: yeah. gabbing about business ideas and, yeah. and passions and dreams. And it I'm was like a good fit, really good fit yeah and so
1: you kind of and i find that that is a recurring theme that's come through all these episodes it's the idea of whether you want to call it serendipity as you put it or kismet or the idea that you don't realize which components of your past are going to be the the stepping stones to your future again maybe right yeah the idea that hey this space that you were in 17 years ago now it's come back full circle and yeah. now it has this incredible partner in place and you know, we talked about that authenticity. Yeah. And what I find is this recurring theme with these entrepreneurs that I'm talking to that carry that weight of authenticity is what I'll call it. Yeah. That That's a way to describe they're, it. <laughs> they're real. They yeah. just tell their stories. They're open. They're honest. They have these different people that they open up to that can maybe make those connections and then they're open to seeking those connections. Right? Yeah. They 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 find their, their flock of ghouls. Right? Yes, yeah, totally. It's like,
2: oh I'm not alone we're all
1: alone together you know and it feels that way this whole journey you know and and i think there are a lot of people out there that also feel that like hey there is nobody that can relate to me, right yes um but but there is it's just a matter of finding them
2: yeah
1: it's this irony of ironies that we're in this world populated by more people than ever that have ever been here before and we feel lonelier than ever or often, right? Yeah. Especially when we're doing that, the, our scroll. own journey. <laughs> yeah, right? scroll, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: absolutely. But it is—it's been so nice because I, I look around and every day, like, there's hard days, right? Where it's like, what am I doing? Am I a fool? Like, should I have gotten the McDonald's job? <laughs> you know, but. It's a brief passing through my mind. They fire me in a heartbeat. I've got too many ideas and I just want to fit in place.
1: It says that definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again and expecting different results.
2: Yeah. Oh, and that's the beauty about this business. Like, I have an an unending supply of ideas, right? And so here I can try them out. I can say, oh, does that work? You know, like, I have. I have this really great deal on crystals. Should I sell some crystals? Yeah, yeah. My, totally. And it's a passion of mine too. So I just get to like kind of see what I can come up with. And then my clients and guests let me
1: know if it's a good idea or not. Can you say that one more time? Your clients <laughs> and guests let yeah. you know whether it's a good idea or not. Yeah. I think that is such a great lesson to take away for anyone else. Like, you know, put that as a quote, because I, I say that all the time is you have as much power as a surfer on a wave when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Totally. You control where you put the board and how you ride it. But <laughs> the power's with the wave. And, yeah. And that's your market. And when you understand who that market is, because yeah. you connect with them, you talk to them, maybe you're a part of that market,
2: right? Yeah.
1: You find ways to talk to them that makes them not feel like fools, or at least yeah. fools that are maybe a part of them. the world. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
2: It's like, hey, we're all here
1: yeah. And then you learn from them and understand that, hey, some things work and some things <laughs> don't, right? Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, let's talk a little bit about what you do have going on right now, because I do want to touch a little bit
2: Right. So when I first opened a space up, it's because I needed somewhere to unfold. I needed to know who I was and how I worked and what made me happy and healthy and strong. Yeah. And then in by doing that, I ended up having people come to me that were looking for the same thing. Right. They knew that they didn't fit where they were but they wanted something different yeah. and and I didn't anticipate that that's what was going to be happening. I didn't know I'd have other tattoo artists. I didn't know mentor was going to join me. Like, whoa, yeah. that's a fairy tale, yeah, <laughs> you know? When I say it feels like magic. So, um, but
1: it wouldn't happen if you didn't put yourself out there. Yeah, right. Exactly. And getting comfortable, maybe sometimes, and being that person that does feel foolish, and yeah. and being comfortable with that. Because <laughs> if you don't put it out there, how is that person going to know that? Hey, maybe this is an option
2: for me. Right. Totally. Yeah. So it's like I really feel honored to be a beacon. <laughs> You know, I've always stood out anyway. Might as well make it work for me instead of against me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I love that. But yeah, so here we've got um, two other tattoo artists. Uh, One is Steve Krumu, and he taught me how to tattoo over at Jaden. Yeah. And then he also found that it wasn't the same place that he thought it was for him, and he needed to kind of grow too. Yeah. So, I watched his art. I was like, "Oh wow! Like he's just making these amazing tufted rugs." Which yeah. we're having um, an art opening.
1: Nobody yeah. knows this. This
2: hasn't been announced. Guess oh. what? We're starting an art gallery.
1: <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I love that. Like that's the idea that this space, and we'll, we'll get to where your space is because I want to yeah. make sure we capture that. But the idea that you have found this block that you understand, and it's more than just tattoos. Yeah. You know, yes, you are that business owner that is doing tattoos, but also you have a space that now is for other tattoo artists and also this art gallery. And you've mentioned these crystals, and you have this whole idea of who this subculture is and, and the value that you can create for them, which is an experience that maybe they can't get somewhere.
2: yeah and that's you know and the tattooing that's
1: what it is right it's an experience yeah so how did you evolve into that
2: um I just kept waking up every day (laughs) and I just kind of like um paid attention to the little symbols and signs throughout the world that kind of just led me this way and that way um
1: yeah how do you pay attention to those signs though you know that's Mm -hmm. something that we say a lot right but what do you what is it that you do that lets you be able to pay attention to those signs
2: does it spark joy no I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's one of those things where at? Yeah, does it does it bring like enthusiasm does it bring yeah. good feelings does it feel yeah. like it makes me want to be alive yeah okay then well, let's explore that right? really cool yeah right. being an entrepreneur mainly serving the community right it's like like, leaning into...
1: But not the whole community, right? No,
2: not the whole community. Serving my community. Yes. yeah. You know, unfolds and, and is discovered as yeah. I step out and stand. right? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what's coming. I just have to take those leaps of faith, which is why I kind of refer to myself as a fool.
1: Right? I love it. The leap. So I, I call it in my book, The Entrepreneurial Constant, and it's the leap of faith. <laughs> yeah. It is what has tied every entrepreneur together since the dawn of time.
2: Right. right?
1: And, and I love that, the idea that it's a bunch of little micro leaps even that, that you're doing like constantly, yeah. right? Um, and, and all coming from a place of that, I could never find that box I fit in. Yeah. And
2: totally.
1: I think that's a very common thing in today's world, right? Where yeah. Where people do feel that and that isolation,
2: right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love it. So, you know, one thing that I'm very interested in is, you know, anyone out there, Because so I think that we're on that verge of people just saying, you know, what, it's that great resignation or the idea that, they just want to do their own thing and the economy and, and not even the economy technology in the world's well set up for that, Right. Yeah. So what would be your piece of advice to those people that maybe they feel foolish. Maybe oh. they feel like they can't do it. Maybe they feel like it's not necessarily meant for them or it's too much risk. What would be your piece of advice to them?
2: Do it anyway. Find your weird, be your weird self and just get out there because chances are, we're all waiting for you to show up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I love that. And I didn't even really think about this theme and everything like that. I'll post pictures, but what I'm getting tattooed right now on my arm is a beholder from Dungeons and Dragons. And when you talk about find your word and embrace your weird, you know, I played Dungeons and Dragons for 20 years and I'm very lucky to have played with the same group of friends. I found Uh my flock of fools, Yeah.
2: yeah. you know, and
1: shout out, shout out to the guys And, and some are newer and some are older, but it's the idea of they are that group that I know that I can always go to, especially, you yeah. know, they understand, you know, their dads, are dads, they're people, they're yeah. very genuine individuals, right? And I don't think that I would have been able to do what I do without people like that. And right. obviously people like my wife and, and, you know, my family and things like that, right? Yeah. But it's the idea that maybe different people support you in different ways too. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Fascinating. I love it. Well, I... I think that this is close to the end of our conversation here. So hey. I just want to say thank you uh, for taking the time to chat with us.
2: Oh, my pleasure. I have had such a great time getting you. Had to know you and tattooing
1: you. Yeah, fun. it's been yeah. really good. And you know, we're uh, honestly almost done, even. Yeah. Uh, which I'm super excited for. Like I said, I will post on social media so you can see the final <laughs> results here. Uh, but thank you uh, again, Sarah. And before we go, though, where can they find you if they want to go hold of you up? Yeah.
0: So in the uh, true nature of this conversation, things have changed since Sarah and I last had a conversation. And so I wanted to edit this in real quick and ask again, Sarah, tell us what happened real quick. And and where can we find you in visual arts?
2: Well, our new location is 604 3rd Avenue South, right across from SAG, next door to Peter Pitt and The Owl. We're so excited because as luck has it. (laughs) The very next day I was offered a beautiful prime location and I couldn't refuse. So I decided to jump off that cloud and into tomorrow.
0: Yeah. I love that. And just have a conversation with somebody new opened yourself up and suddenly the opportunity presented itself. I I love it. And and thank you once again, Sarah, we're going to post through on Alberta printer as well. So uh, maybe take some pictures. She's on on this Friday is opening up officially. So we'll get some pictures out there and reshare from her Instagram as well. Uh, Thank you listeners so much. And we'll see you next week. If, uh, if you or anyone that you know could benefit from the self-employment training program, please connect them with us or ExecuServe Plus. The best way probably is to visit the Albertapreneur website or just call ExecuServe at 403-320-5604. One of the things that I'm fond of saying is that an entrepreneur does on average seven jobs in their business. One of those is marketing, but it's something that business owners struggle with, especially in the digital age. So if you need assistance, the digital service squad may be able to help you out. Available to business organizations all across Alberta, as long as you're registered in the province, have between zero and 49 employees. The digital service squad will connect you with experts one-on-one and pay for up to five hours of support, whether it's search engine optimization, website design, social media. marketing or an overall overview of what you do for that digital side of your business if you're in the lethbridge region and you're interested in the digital service squad you can go to community futures lethbridge website fill out a form and get connected with those experts today you don't have to go it alone